What's your revolution? Todd Anderson, Turnip Vegan. What's your revolution? Well, my revolution is really to change the way that we all view food. Um, I used to be a producer. I've done, you know, a lot of work with some artists in L.A. and San Diego. And I just kind of had this toxic lifestyle. And so I spent the weekend in Vegas and um, I got back from Vegas and I had this hangover that was just intense. And so I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm like just tired of this lifestyle. And I'm like, man, if I don't make a change, like it's going to make a change for me. Man, if I don't make a change, like it's going to make a change for me. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Welcome to the What's the Revolution show. A show for men and the people who love them. Where we discuss how men and people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corfrew. What is good, revolutionaries? We are coming out of the winter. It is spring, as I said. And you know, it's that opportunity to get back out uh, and let me tell you what it what it means to like revitalize spring to open up ourselves we have been cocooned inside for some of us who live in the the northeast and east out in the cold areas of the country we're coming out of COVID, hopefully and we've been able to embrace ourselves with our community to see our people so this spring has something different in the air after two years of being bound down being able to get back out not just by yourself, but to get back out with your people. And so I'm hoping that you are finding community, that you are finding your people, that you're finding space to get outside. And as, as my guest today just talked about, connecting yourself with nature, connecting yourself with our planet, right? And feeling the breeze. I was able to, um, you know, buy a home last year near the beach. And I love like that, that mile walk to the ocean. It's really interesting when you have the ability, I was talking to a friend of mine, she was like, what earth element actually symbolizes who you are? And I said, water, water, because water gives me peace, right? Being immersed in water, whether it's in a pool or an ocean or a lake or a bay, that is my space. I can go surfing or swimming or bodyboarding, which is my thing, but that's where my peace is. And I can't wait to spend this summer down at Virginia Beach or whatever beast, Columbia, Medellin, well, that's, that's not a beach, Cartagena, <laughs> the Dominican Republic with my boy Derek, man, just hanging out. I hope that you're finding your space. The other thing about spring and revolution is that this is our opportunity to find how we're going to live longer and more fruitful lives. How do we do that, right? How do we spend more time in nature, right? Being able to do that means that we have to take care of ourselves. And I have been thinking, as you know, I turned that milestone birthday last year and I will stay here. I will stay here at this milestone birthday. Like, no, that, that's it. So anybody asks me, I'm still 50. I will be 50. As long as I look like this little fruits and berries, you know, I'm 50. But I've chronicled here on this show so much about my father and my mother. My father has Alzheimer's. My mother has debilitating arthritis. I came home to take care of them. But I also know that that's not the life that I want to live as I get older. I want to make sure that I have the cognitive faculties into my 70s, 80s, and 90s, that I can do the things that I want to do, that I'm taking care of my cartilage and my bones and all of the things. But how do we do that? And so we're going to start a series of conversations around cognitive longevity, physical longevity, and what that means. And I wanted to think about how, how does that start? And I've always known it starts with our diet, 
what we put in our bodies. We are, as people say, we are what we eat. And then, you know, this show is for men, particularly black men. And I was like, hmm, I've been hearing about this vegan lifestyle. I've actually tried it a couple of times. My good friend and, and my good friend and life friend, Shauna Gentry, as she became a fitness you know, competitor, she went vegan. I was like, hmm, I have a plant based protein in my diet, but I haven't gone fully. And I was like, how do I do this? And so I started I started researching the most influential people in this area, right? Influential vegans in this area who were doing great things, right? That, that, that look like me, because I'm always looking for someone that looks like me who can tell a story that resonates with me. And so I did a Google search, right? I'm going to tell him, right? I told him when we talked, I did a Google search, right? And it was like the most influential black vegans, right, of 2022. And this brother came up, Todd Anderson, better known as Turnip Vegan, like, What's going on, brother? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show. How are you? Blessed. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. <clears throat> and I didn't know <clears throat> if you did a search on my uh, for the top vegan, black vegans that I would come up. So that's something new to me. Also, you look great to be 50 years old. <laughs> <clears throat> I just turned 40. Well, I didn't turn, just turn 45. I'm 45, turning 46 soon. And man, I got you know, hope looking at how well you look. So, man, I appreciate it. I, I definitely appreciate it. I don't have the locks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have the locks, dear brother. But, you know, as, as I tell her, the watershed moments of my life, I went bald back in 2003. And then after, you know, after a breakup in 2017, I just didn't care. Right. I just didn't care. So I, I let the beard grow. And this uh, young friend of mine came with me one day. She was like, never shave that off. <laughs> and that was five That was five years ago. And I have never, I haven't shaved it off. I like, won't even close. Like, no. Like, I have dreams sometimes, turn up, that my beard is gone. And I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's still there. It's still, it's, it's still there. It looks good. It looks good. I, mean, I have a whole story about my locks. Um, maybe we'll get into that later. No, but. no, go ahead. Tell it now, brother. Well, so about six years ago, I noticed my hair started to thin, uh, especially in the back of my head. And so I was just like, all right, you know, your boy is turning 40 years old, you know, real soon. It's about that time. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. And so I just accepted it. I started the vegan journey uh, five years ago, five and a half years ago. And during the pandemic, I was not able to get a haircut. So I started just you know, three months of just sitting at home and then I got a brush, start twisting it. And after a year, I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm like, like the spots in my hair that was like going away are starting to thicken again. And wow. so I, I start thinking deeper about it. I'm like, is it because of the vegan lifestyle? Is it the food? I can't necessarily say it's the food intake, but I could probably count it to the things that I put on my body. Yeah. So you know, once I started my vegan journey, that started with what goes in my body. But I also started looking at my skin, which is one of our, you know, uh, um, can't think of the word right now, but our skin. Say it again. Oh, there you go. Our skin is our biggest organ. Thanks, Sam. Uh, <laughs> and so I started really just paying attention to what I'm putting on this organ. And so I started using yeah. natural products. And I think that might be the reason why my hair started to grow back because I was damaging, damaging my hair is too long using, you know, products and stuff. Right now. Hey brother, let me look. 
if 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 I was gonna go back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'd be like, yo, let, let me let me get that list. That, that, let me get that list. But you know, the friends in my life know the what. If you want to soothe this savage beast, rub rub this head, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, oh, he's angry today. Let me let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go rub this head, you know. So, look, before I get started, man, I want to ask this question. Todd Anderson, turnip vegan, vegan culture, right? The man who is going to teach us how to revolutionize our eating. What's your revolution? Good question. Well, my revolution is really to change the way that we all view food. So if you don't mind, I'll get into my story a little bit. So. About eight years ago, um, someone started presenting vegan food to me. You know, I came home and I, I tried the food. And at first they told me, oh, I made vegan food. And I'm like, oh, I started cringing. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not vegan. This is crazy. Like, you know, but I wanted to be kind to the person. So I tried the food and I still had this mental block at that time. But a part of me was like, oh, you know what? It's not that bad. And so fast forward, um, you know, two years later, um, I used to be a producer. I've done, you know, a lot of work with some artists in L.A. and San Diego. And I just kind of had this toxic lifestyle. And so I spent the weekend in Vegas and um, I got back from Vegas and I had this hangover that was just intense. And so I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm like just tired of this lifestyle. And I'm like, man, if I don't make a change, like it's going to make a change for me. Right. You know, and so I started, you know, just, you know, grabbed the remote, turned on Netflix and found a documentary called Food Choices. And so that got my attention because I'm looking to make better food choices and better choices in my body. And so documentary starts and I had no clue it had anything to do with veganism. Um, and I'm, I'm through the documentary and about 10 minutes into it. One gentleman said one line that changed my life. We're the only species that drink milk from another species. And all of a sudden, something went off in my head. And I'm like, man, that is strange. Like, I don't drink my mom's milk anymore. I'm drinking milk from a baby calf that is made to, you know, help uh, drinking milk from a cow that's made for a calf to grow rapidly. And so I just started questioning things and it made me rethink food. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that is one of my goals is to help people start rethinking food. And the way that I'm going to do that and the way that I am doing that is just showing through, you know, through my recipes, showing people through the outside. And so when I first went vegan, um, I had, you know, some friends make some fun of me and they're like, oh, man, what you going to eat grass? <laughs> you know, you know, the jokes start coming. And I'm just yeah. sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to prove these guys wrong. I picked up a camera and I started uh, Instagram. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what am I going to what am I going to name myself? And, you know, what how can I do this? And so I started looking for other vegans that look like me and I couldn't find any. And so I was like, OK, this is this is a space that's needed. So anyway, I started creating you know, small recipes and just showing all my friends this lifestyle. And, um, you know, it's interesting now. Some of those friends that I started teasing me in the beginning are actually starting to open their mind up to this yeah. lifestyle. And so. That is my goal to help people rethink food. Another one of the uh, things that my revolution is, is to educate myself and get better and at growing my own food. So by 2030, I would love to grow majority of my food. 
And so in the next eight years, I would love to take anybody with me on this journey as I learn more, as I figure this out. I live in a you know, high riser downtown, so it's a little difficult. But right now I do grow some of my food. I grow mushrooms. And so that's my goal is to be more sustainable, grow my food and help people rethink food. Man, that is a beautiful, beautiful revolution, dear brother. You know, thinking about bringing people along on the journey, right? And how people rethink about what food does to their body. And, you know, we talk about on the show so much, your revolution is not just for you. That's the, that's the, that's the amazing thing when I hear what you're talking about. Like, I want to bring people along this journey with me so they can live a more healthier lifestyle, right? You know, we joke a little bit, we joked a little bit in the green room, you know, one of us bald, one of us is bald and one of us is not. But so you talked about how potentially what you're putting in the body allowed you to help grow your hair back, right? And into these wonderful, beautiful locks that you got going on now. And so that's an amazing thing. I want to pull back though, right? Because people can, people can go and Google your story about going to Vegas and, and the hangover, right? You know, but I, I began thinking about that. Millions of people go to Vegas all the time. Millions, millions of people go to Vegas all the time. They go, they have hangovers, they go back home and they still eat the same thing. What was going on with Turnip Vegan before Vegas, right? Because that moment in Vegas to me is, is, the, is, is not the watershed moment. It is just the last moment. Right, right. You know, to get you to that point, what was what was the part of your journey to get you there that you don't talk about before moving into that space? Good question. Um, you know, I, I always have been an athlete. I always worked out. Um, I always had some focus towards what I put in my body. Um, and I think the key thing to me is like someone told me this one day. And this is my benefit and I used it, you know, to help me gain what I need. I hate being lied to. And, you know, I, I started noticing lies in what we eat, you know, what is right for us. And so I started, you know, even before my journey, I started looking at tradition. And so, you know, a lot of traditional things that we do, we just do it because, I, you know, it's traditional. We don't do it because our heart is in line with it or that's the, our goals or that's what's best for us. And so I was already on this phase of just like just questioning, you know, where do you get your freedom from? Where is freedom? You know, and so to me, freedom was like having the free choice of what I put in my body, having a free choice of, you know, what's important to me and just having my own thought process. And so I think that was the part that led up to it. And when I sat there and I heard the gentleman say, we're the only species that drink milk from another species, I think I got angry. Wow. I, I think I got angry inside and just was like, man, I feel like I got lied to. And right away I went and looked at some history on the got milk commercials and got even more pissed. Start realizing that, you know, milk is not the only way to get calcium. Like and also understanding that the got milk commercials were funded by the government and for purposes for the milk industry and all these things. So I started just untangling all these things. And I, I truly feel veganism was my gateway to my freedom. Mm. Man, this is why I love to do this show, because I get to hear things. Right. Right. I get to hear journeys of folks that 
you you never think about this, right? You can listen to your videos, you can listen and watch those beautiful recipes, and we'll talk about that. But think about that. We want to be free as people, right? To be able to make our own choice. That's what's that's that's been a lot of the arguments that's been going on for the last two years, right? It's been the it's been a, it's been the argument for the last four hundred years for us, right? Hey, I want to be free. Right. Think, think about our food choices. Right now. Now I get on a little diatribe. Think about how we had to make our way as, as a cultural food, the food scraps that were just given to us. Right. That were thrown out that we had to make delicacies of. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't that wasn't our choice. We weren't free from that. And, but we were able to create a little bit of freedom by creating delicacies of things that actually have been historically harmful for our bodies. But now listening to you and thinking about that, we have the choice, right? The power. And like, don't get me wrong, Turnip. I grew up in a household that loved fried chicken, mm-hmm. right? My mama's fried chicken was, was a staple. You know, for, for New Year's Eve, we had black eyed peas and chitlins, right? You know, my mom and dad still eat bacon every day. And I'm like, yo, yo, this processed stuff has got to go. But I still love I still love it. Of course. But understanding what you just said, right? And listening and taking in the information that says, how do I want to be free? Freedom is a powerful thing that we have and the freedom of choice about what we put in our body. So thank you for sharing that and saying the revolution is not just the food, it is the choice of food. The freedom to say, this is how I'm going to choose to live. And that. <laughs> that I love. I, look, I, I want to pass that on. There's got to, there's got to be like freedom, freedom, freedom of food, freedom of something that you put on, that you put on that comes along with Turn Vigo because that is powerful in itself. Let's do a little deeper dive, brother. Um, there's a lot of research out there. There's, there's a lot of, lot of research, but I want to personalize this. I want you to think about, you know, Todd Anderson, right? What what did it feel like for you to eat that way? And then what does it feel like for turnip vegan now? How does your body feel? Right? What's the difference that you notice by going to this vegan plant-based lifestyle? Good question. And so I don't know if you see through my content that I'm very inclusive. And one thing I told myself when I went vegan, I will never forget who I was before. And how I thought if you came to me six years ago and I'm like, yo, you should go vegan, I would laugh at you. <laughs> and so I always keep that mindset because everyone needs their time. Everyone time is different for them. And so um, it, it's, it's, you know, the the opportunity to be able to create food um, that we're used to in a different form has been, you know, something exciting to me. And. Um, I kind of got off a little question a little bit. What was it's the all good, brother. Let it flow. Okay. And so um, I just always told myself that, that I would never forget that. And so uh, people ask me, "Do you, the tough thing for me to let go was bacon and cheese. <laughs> bacon is like before I went vegan, like I would pound my plate up with bacon and uh, just, you know, that was just me. And I knew it was bad for me, but I just continued it because I just wasn't ready to make that change. And so when the day came where I decided to go vegan, Right away, I was just like, you know, this is not going to be easy. I don't know what I'm going to eat. So the first thing I did, which is funny, I bought a, uh, a ninja. I still have this ninja in here now. And I told myself, I said, you know what? If you can't figure this out, 
we just going to juice, we're just going to make a cake out of everything and just drink all my food. So that was my mentality going in. And so my first few days was difficult. I didn't know what to eat. You know, I felt hungry. Everything I ate just felt like it wasn't leaving me full. And then I, I stumbled on, you know, Indian food, masala, and, you know, start getting into, you know, the plant-based foods that actually fill you up. So a couple, maybe four days into it, I started realizing my energy level had increased. Yeah. Um, I always have worked out and I feel like I was in good shape and I just viewed myself a certain way. But in that first week, I started noticing I lost a little, you know, fat on the side. And so I'm just like, all right, you know, let's keep this going. Week two, I'm just, my energy's there, I'm alert, and I, I got addicted to that feeling, so I'm just like, let's keep going. And I remember uh, the third week, so at that time, I was a university counselor for Grand Canyon University, and I traveled a lot. And so there was, it was very difficult for me to cook. And so I remember being at, um, you know, uh, event, and, you know, the company I work for, they provide the food so you can't leave, that you can work more, you know, so they make sure the food is there ready for you. So I'm sitting there in this morning, and breakfast is out. They have this high pile of bacon, potatoes, and, you know, a few other things. And I think there was only one thing that I could eat in there. It was toast. This was another defining moment for me where I'm sitting there and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just do it this one time. Let's just have this bacon this one time. It's tough right now. It's difficult. You're in a bad situation. You know, just eat it. You got to have this energy to get through the day. And I stopped my mindset right there. And I was like, you know what? I know myself. If I cheat this one time, yes. there's going to be another chance down the line two weeks from now where I'm going to be in a situation again and be forced to do it. And so I didn't I think I had like, you know, some oat milk and toast that day and I, I was hungry and I felt empty. But I remember feeling good up here and I remember feeling like empowered, like to be able to have control over anything in my life. And so that one thing right there, not only physical started to change, but mental started to change. Yes. And so there's things that I've been saying I'm going to do my entire life. I never accomplished or I'll just say I'm going to do it. I'll do a little bit and it'll get tough and then I'll give up going doing changing the way that you eat, doing something that you've done your entire life. That's probably the most difficult thing to change. Once I changed that, I was able to change my life. Man, I, <laughs> brother, that, that, that in itself right there, like you, you just have to pause and, and like, like let it marinate because one of my good friends, Rashid Thomas came on the show. He's the, the author of about that life and leadership coach. And one thing he said that is so important. And I, I take it every time I speak, I, I speak about what's your revolution, right? One, you talk about the self-awareness, right? Thinking like, who do I want to be? Who have I been? Right? Who do I want to be? And where do I want to go? And the key point there is that Rasheed says that you will have choice points in your life, Turnip. You had a you had a choice point. He's like, you won't know if the revolution actually is is right. If you won't know if you're revolutionary or ordinary until the choice point comes, and you make the revolutionary choice or you make the ordinary choice. And oftentimes we, we, we get there, right? Like you said, what happens if Turnip makes that choice to go back? And I'm going to say, right, what happens if Turnip makes that choice to go back to Todd? You understand what I'm saying? Red, red pill, blue pill. And 
in that moment, the choice point is like, I know myself. I know that if I take, if I take a step back and go back to Todd, I'm going to keep coming back because Todd is comfortable. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to move into turnip, if I'm going to move into this identity, I'm going to move into this vegan space that is going to make me feel better. All of the rewards, my waist is a little smaller. My energy is, is, is higher. My, I'm going to assume that my cognitive ability, your cognitive ability is stronger. But if I take a step back in that bacon, that bacon is good. Let me tell you. It's good. It's good. You move to the next phase of your revolution. You move to the next phase of your transformation. That's what I want my revolutionaries to hear, that when you have a choice point that you've asked and answered the question and you've been working, but you're going to be you're going to be tested. Mm-hmm. You're going to be tested. And when you say, hey, there you go, I'm going to eat some toast and some oatmeal today because it goes this is going to move me forward and not backwards. So what happens then, right? What happens then? Oatmeal, toast that day. What, how did you move forward? What happens? So I would just say slowly but surely, I started to find a few restaurants in San Diego that offer vegan food, and I just kind of leaned on them as a crutch. Um, but something unique started happening with me. I really wanted to learn more about veganism and, you know, you hear the stereotypes Oh, veganism can't, you know, being vegan, you can't build muscle, you know, being vegan, you know, you're going to be frail and, you know, the, the myths that's out there. And so I, I had just a lot of questions I want answered. And so coming from, you know, creating music, I feel like it was very easy for me to transition to creating videos because instead of, it's the same thing, but instead of doing audio, I'm doing visual. Um, and on that level, I look back on everything I've done in my life and I feel like it led up to this moment. And so um, I reached out, I started going online and I started searching for vegans in San Diego that were extraordinary. So I found this one guy named One Doe Vegan. Um, if you guys check him out, you can look him up, look him up on, on Instagram, One Doe Vegan. He is in amazing shape. Like this guy mm-hmm. is cut, ripped, you know, just incredible shape. And so I hit him up and I was like, hey man, let's Let's set up a meeting. Let's sit down together. I'll bring my camera. Let's talk. I did that to about six, seven different people in San Diego. And I just started taking these tools from each one of them and taking these, you know, you know, uh, tips from each one of them and to build into my own repertoire. And so I would say my first six weeks was the most difficult point, but it was also the most rewarding point because I was learning and at the same time going through the experience and they say life is all about the journey not the destination so that was the more enjoyable part but i just said you know i made that commitment and i just started to find out what works and i think we're all different in a lot of ways and i think that's something that we all have to understand that whenever we're going on our journey it's your journey you know and so you if you decide to go vegan you have to find out the things that works best for you you can get tips for yourself and everything but you have to find out what makes you feel good and it's it's, it's definitely a journey but I, I used those tools from others and you know i leaned on the restaurants in san diego that led to me being able to have some incredible opportunities uh i i met this guy named jeff uh fencer he owns everbowl uh, which is, you know, I think they have over 60 locations now. They start off with one location in San Diego and they're acai place where they sell acai bowls. And so this, 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 this guy invited me to go to the Amazon. Uh, you know, we went to, to uh, Brazil, Belém, Amazon River, climb trees, pick fresh acai, 
you know, chatted with the tribe. And so I'm going through all these incredible experiences because of that one choice, right? That one choice I made, like just led a whole different role, you know? And so um, that occurred for me. And for three years, I started the turn up vegan Instagram and just my friends and, and, you know, uh, close people in San Diego paid attention to me. Not too many people. I had like 20,000 followers. That was very fulfilling for me. I wasn't really trying to build a, a, a page for that. And I really wasn't trying to be an influencer. That was not my goal. Where I'm at today is not my goal. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And so I'm sitting at home one day and I, don't, I lost all my jobs. Uh, me and my, my partner, uh, 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 Samantha, she's also my fiance. She's my backbone. She's really, mm-hmm. you know, carried me through everything. We're stuck at home. We started a business called Spoiled Vegans Cafe. We lost everything. All of our events canceled. My job is not there. And so I'm sitting at home, and this is like end of March, early April. And I'm like, man, let me just film something. You know what I mean? And, and so I film a video, and I call it a recipe. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I filmed something. And at the end, I remember plating it and just doing all these things naturally. And I finished the video, posted it, and I just sat there after that. And I was like, man, like, where'd you, where'd you pick all this up at? And that's from all that time filming for everyone else for the last three years. I spent so, many, so much time in kitchens. I spent hours editing videos. And, and it gives me goosebumps to think about it. This was all part of the path. Yes. And so... That's how Turner Vegan really took off is during the pandemic. And now I consider myself a recipe creator, content creator, you know, and, you know, I'm just blessed to be in this position. But it's all because of that one choice, that one choice that you brought up, Charles, that one choice. I tell people this all the time. That's the best decision I ever made in my life. And it, it, yes, it has a lot to do with what I put in my body, but it has more to do with this. I started breaking down all these walls all these walls that, you know, were created through, you know, our culture, created through my path, created through, you know, just friends. Like, it's interesting. Today I was uh, on Instagram real quick and someone posted Russell uh, Wilson and his wife and kids and everything. And the question was, like, why do a lot of black people consider him soft? And, And the conversation was about, you know, us as black people and black men need to change the way that we think. Other races will look at Russell Wilson and say he's incredible, you know, for what he's doing, because he is doing great things. But we look at him as like he's soft. And so those walls like that started coming down one by one. And, you know, like I said, it's the best decision ever made. I'm in a space right now that you know, just continues to grow. I'm on approaching year six and it just keeps the journey just is just keep going. Brother, <laughs> there, there's so much there. And I, and I love that you give credence to making that one choice, right? That one choice and what happens, right? This is what I want to say, revolutionaries. If you listen to our brother Todd, Todd Turner, one choice, right? And then the dedication to that choice. That's what I want to highlight right here, the dedication to that choice, because because Turner, oftentimes we get we get parsed out so much. I'm, I'm as you're talking, I'm looking at I'm looking at my life. Right. I'm looking at all of the things that I'm trying to do. Right. And I'm not really that good at. Right. 
I'm a, look, I'm a jack of all trades, but I'm a master of none. You've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. But making that one choice, right? And, and what it's allowed you to do, right? This is this, this, this conversation turns for a second, right? Because people need to think if you want to be revolutionary alive, you've got to make the choice to focus in on what you're passionate about, what you love, right? Mm-hmm. And what your zone, I talk about this all the time on the show, turn up where your zone of genius lies. Mm. This is my, this is my zone of genius, right? Each day that I do this, I am sitting in my zone of genius. Look at what happens when you got to sit in your zone of genius, right? The doors open up. Uh, wow. th- that, 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 that fear, right? You think about this, right? Because what I felt, right? The psychologist in me is like, you, you, you said, I'm going to make this choice and I'm going to go. And the fear shed, the fear was gone, right? I'm just going to move. The pandemic hits, all of a sudden, all of the things in our path that we manifested for so long is right there. Mm-hmm. And you there get to sit. Things. So Revolution is, I want you to go to Turn Up Vegan on his YouTube page, on his uh, IG. That's where that's where I found this, brother. And look, I just want to say this now. Thank you for it, like, like just even responding to me and then having a wonderful conversation to set this interview up. Because many times we will reach out to folks and, you know, they just don't want to holler at us. Right. But the ability to say, hey, brother, I love what you're doing and I want to highlight this. And you saying, yo, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to at least at least learn something about you and what you're doing means a lot to me. And so, brother, thank you so much for just being a, a guest with us today. But Revolution, I want you to hear that when you pursue your passion, when you make those the choice. Right. Right. Not to be Todd, but to be turn up or to be whoever you were and to be the something that you want to be open doors will open for you mm-hmm. and that's the wonderful thing brother that that is the wonderful thing and to see right the beauty of your work right i want to give you your flowers right now people you need to go check out the beauty of this man's work i sat this morning as i was preparing for the interview revolutionaries and i became encapsulated by a video of him out in nature as you glamping right as he calls it right and 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 the you know, infectious voice that he has. And he's just out there in, in life, brother. And I was like, this is the life that I want to live. And then I, as you hear, I think about you are able to live that life because you made a choice. Mm -hmm. You made a choice. Let's, let's, let's move this conversation a little bit. Right. Let's talk about that. Right. Veganism. Everybody's always thinking, you know, granola, veganism, right. But there's an there's an importance for us to be out to eat plants, right? To have a plant based or plant forward lifestyle, and to then encapsulate that out with being out in nature. Talk about your experiences, right? As a black man, right? I'm I'm, I'm gonna put that as a black man who loves to go out in nature and what that does for you, your partner, your animal. You know, what does that mean for you, and how does that fulfill your cup? Sure. And so, of course, just like, you know, when I went vegan, um, you know, some friends and people reach out to me, man, black people don't go vegan. But, you know, what's very interesting right now. We're the fastest growing race when it comes to accepting veganism. And that was only five years ago, you know. And so same with, you know, camping. Just four years ago, I was vegan at that time. I had had some family members in San Diego that would invite me to go camping. I'm like, man, I ain't going camping. Camping ain't for black people, you know? And so the same walls, the same walls that I talk about 
we're still there. And I'm not perfect. Like I still have walls, but I'll see these walls and I'm, I'm able to see through them. And so um, the pandemic happens and me and my partner literally just like the rest of the world spent the last year and a half, two years in the house, not interacting with anyone and not being you know, connected. So I had a, a friend reach out to me. I had a stressful day. He was like, man, you just need to go to the beach, take your shoes off and go walk in the grass. I'm like, man, what is that going to do? You know, <laughs> what's that going to do? You know, I did it. You know, a couple of days later, I was at the beach and I was just like, let me just try. And I took my shoes off and walked in the grass and I felt connected for some reason. And it's because my intentions, like I was I was actually there to feel that. You know, so anyway, fast forward, you know, me and my partner decide to rent an RV and let's go camping. Let's get out of the house and let's go outdoors for a few days. And so we we end up going to um, a place called Petrel, which is close to Tecate by the border. And we find ourselves around no one for the first two days. I don't see not one person. It's pitch dark. And all you can hear is just the birds and, you know, just nature. and you know it didn't totally hit me right away but i just spent that time there those every single day waking up having you know tea outside you know walking around taking time to listen to the birds and just you know capture the moment just be in the moment by the last day i realized i have filmed three videos i wrote two two videos out and before I got there, I was kind of in a rut where I just was kind of not being as creative as I want to be. And just being there that time, I realized like, yo, nature helps bring the best out of me. Nature helps my creative process, you know, being in that space. And so it became so addictive. Me and my partner came home um, and we set our mind to, uh, you know, eventually buy an RV and, and uh, do the camping for, you know, for some time and see how it works out. Uh, me being me, I'm not 100% ready for that. So we end up deciding on downgrading our apartment and we end up buying our first RV van last Friday. And we congratulations, bro. And right away we went camping. And this is another thing that goes back to that choice. When I made that choice, I've realized I can manifest and I could do more than I used to, like just by putting it out there, you're going to create those actions to do it. And so this is just one of those other things. I said, I'm going to get an RV and I put those things in action. I cut back my rent. I started saving. I started doing the things that I wanted to do to be there. But uh, to answer your question right now, I'm so connected with nature. I'm so connected and wanting to grow my own food. Um, I don't know if you know, I'm very, very, very huge on mushrooms. Uh, I love Lion's Mane and, uh, you know, uh, right behind me, I have, you know, my own mushrooms growing. And so I'm just on this crazy journey that I never saw myself at. But I also see the rest of the world coming to this very soon. Very soon. I see the rest of the world waking up and wanting to have that freedom and wanting to, like, grow your own food and watch it from the seed, you know, to the pot, to the table, to eat it. Like, it's just a it's an experience that you don't think about until you actually do it. But yeah, that's the vibe, Charles, man. I'm just grateful to be living. And when I say living, that means being connected to my spirit, being connected to nature and being connected to my goals. Brother, I'm, uh, yes, yes, yes. And 
that is the key. You know, we, we think about this. Turner, we, we go so hard, right? And, and, and look at us, we are two black men. We are two successful black men. And you know what it means for us, right? With, with, with the white supremacist way of being successful. Mm -hmm. Let's put it out there. It means go, 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 mm -hmm. right? Conquer, mm -hmm. conquer, conquer, destroy, right? All the things, money, 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 money. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't our people, right? Success wasn't measured, success wasn't measured that way. Mm -hmm. And thinking about what it's like to have a measure, a, like a considerable measure of peace in our lives. Mm -hmm. And what that means, and you know, the, the the cliche saying to be something that you want, the, to be something, right, that you haven't been before, you've got to do things that you haven't done before. Mm -hmm. And think about that, right? The choice points that you made to get to this space, right? To say I'm going to buy an RV. Black folks don't buy an RV. You won't talk about RVing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, man, I and I think about it. We want peace. We want peace. We want solace. We want community. Mm -hmm. We want to we we a place where, and I say we, I say I, I want a place where racism does not exist, where sexism does not exist, where misogyny does not exist, where community exists, where love exists, where friendship exists. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I want, right? Because the world for us can be trying. Mm-hmm. And to have that space and to go home and to be loved, right? I, I, I am big on self-actualization, right? You talked about your partner, Samantha, being the rock. We cannot do this alone, dear brother. You know that. We cannot. We, cannot, we cannot do this alone. And having the strength of a partner to move you through this space and to live life together is, you know, something I learned very, very late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, learned, I learned very, very late, right? The last episode on healthy, being healthy and healthy relationships just dropped. So um, check that one out. Yeah, yeah, check, check that one out. But what I'm saying, brother, is that one, I appreciate the story of moving in this space that is different than what we've seen as black men, right? Mm -hmm. and, and showing that space and being out in nature, right? My goal for this year, right? My big trip is, is to go out to Zion National Park in Utah and, and spend time out there, right? To just be in nature, to do something. I, I love to hike. I love to kayak, right? I, you know, uh, I was hanging out with my frat brothers one day and they were like, you do some white people shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, is it, is it white people shit or is it just, is it just people stuff, right? Yeah. And you know, I was like, we've got to get out of the mindset that that's what white folks do and that we can't do it. Right. You and know, on what you said, too, about just this rat race we're in. It's interesting this morning. You know, another thing about me, too, I meditate a lot. I do yoga. And that's something I looked at kind of strange like four years ago. But in my meditation today, like I really was focused on something that I, I truly overlook. I, I do focus on being kind to others. But sometimes I forget to be kind to myself. Yes. And, you know, we have these expectations that we have for ourselves. And, you know, if we don't reach them or if it doesn't happen fast enough or, you know, if I make a mistake, then, you know, you, you know, I think that it's very, it's very, very important to be kind to yourself, because if you're kind to yourself, then it reflects out to your overall goal and that's to be kind to others. And so 
I just wanted to add that to what you're saying that, you know, I think it's very important that sometimes we do build these expectations and, you know, we're so focused on the end goal that we're not able to enjoy the experience and learn through that experience and do more. Yeah. And you've said the, 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 the greatest thing is being kind to yourself, giving yourself grace asking for grace, particularly in this period of time. And I don't know if we do that all the time, like to actually actually say this, look, I need some grace in this period of time because I'm working through some stuff, working through some stuff, or this is challenging for me. I need some grace, mm-hmm. right? I need your help. I need your support to move through this space right. with me. And that, that is a beautiful thing. Our brother, our time is running short, but one of the things I want, I want to just go back to the, the, the plant-based, plant-forward lifestyle my revolutionary is going to ask, you know, that, hey, hey, how, how do I this is challenging, right? You said this this was challenging in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If I if I am someone looking to move into this space, right, to move into creating a more plant-based lifestyle, what do you recommend that we do? Good question. Uh, like I said earlier, we're all different. Um, my approach to veganism was all or nothing. And so I jumped in and that was it. I was ready to, not ready to go, but I, it was cold turkey. I met a lot of people that are not open for cold turkey or that's not the right path for them. I know people that have taken their, their steps there. For example, when I first went vegan, it was during Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> you got Thanksgiving and Christmas around the corner. And I remember going to my family house and that same scenario of not having nothing to eat. But I remember just having some small conversations with my family and they're looking at me strange, like, what is he going through? What phase is this? And, you know, but they were kind to me and didn't, you know, make me feel bad. But I wanted them to change, but I had patience with them. And now fast forward to, you know, five years ago, without me having the pressure, my mom is, is eating plant-based right now. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, my mom is like calling me and, and asking me about recipes, giving me tips on how to turn something, you know, that we used to make vegan. And so um, my advice is take your time, be kind to yourself. And I recommend you find, you know, whatever your number one or number two dish is, try to veganize that. And if you're not open to cooking, um, you know, then try to find a restaurant or try to find an outlet so you could just start the change process in your mind. Because like I said, seven, eight years ago, that seed was planted with me. I didn't go vegan right then, but I tried the food and I remember walking away, having a roadblock being like, oh, this vegan, but it's not that bad. It wasn't that bad. My, my nephew, I invited him over not too long ago and I'm like, hey man, I made this vegan chili. I shouldn't have said vegan because his eyes cringed right away. And that changed the way that the food probably tastes. You know, and so I just say, you know, be open minded to that seed being planted. So if that's, you know, doing meatless Mondays once a week, if that's just trying to figure out what, you know, you can eat veganism, just start working on planting that seed and doing what's best for you. But just know we live in a time right now that it's not that difficult. Five, six years ago, it was a lot more difficult. Like I had to do everything from scratch, you know, and now you have, you know, a lot of options at the grocery store to help you carry through that, that process. But just take your time, you know, find out, you know, your favorite meals and test the waters and, you know, figure out, you know, how to move forward from there. Yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself. Have patience. 
that's the thing. I, I get frustrated as, as I'm moving through my, my, my plant-based journey mm-hmm. and, you know, my life is, my life is hectic. We talk, I talk about that at length, you know, there, there can be five to six different variables moving in, in, at one time in my life between my mom and my dad, my, you know, this, uh, my job at Camelback Ventures, running a truck, you know, r- being, being somewhat of an athlete, uh, you know, and then mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And so, I look, I, I'm always trying to figure out more efficient ways to cook. And so it's been, it, it previously has been easy. Give me a protein, chicken, beef, or turkey, and let me throw some vegetables or whatever. Now it's figuring, you know, it, it's a mindset shift, right? That there are other proteins that I can bring in, like the, the shifting the mindset that a meat protein is the only protein source. No, you eat up, you, you drink a plant-based protein source every day, twice a day. You can find other ways to eat this. And so... Right now, my go-to has been Brussels sprouts and, and kale with a little uh, um, Trader Joe's green goddess, uh, green goddess dressing. That um, <laughs> man, it, look, look, let me tell you something, Turner. The air fryer is my friend, right? As, look, <laughs> as I move through this vegan journey, right? The air fryer has my br- friend. I, I've done air fryer tofu. I've done air fryer um, tempeh, which I don't like. I'm like, no, nah, the tempeh on the air fryer is not, it's not that good. Um, but the air fried tofu, I'm going to try some seitan this weekend, uh, some different things. One of the things revolutionaries is I want you to do, I keep saying, go to Turn Up Vegan on YouTube. This brother has amazing videos. Go ahead, brother. Look, and so to back up a little bit, one more thing that really helped. So keep in mind, it's a mindset. It's, it's all mindset. Uh, one thing that helped me kind of start changing my mindset is understanding that the food that we love is because the flavor and texture. So I started thinking to myself, I was like, now would I just eat, like like, would I just grab a steak, you know what I mean, and cook it and just eat it by itself when I was not vegan? Probably not because the flavor comes from the spices and herbs, Mm -hmm. you know? And so once I started realizing like the flavors that we crave and, you know, the textures can be replicated that started like, okay, I could ditch this. Like, I don't necessarily need that. And so um, I just wanted to point that out. It's, it's, if you can understand how to create flavor and texture, yeah. you would start your, you would start the road to your journey a lot quicker. And that's where I'm at right now. It's uh, when I first went vegan, um, I ate a lot of mock meat. I ate a, a lot of uh, processed vegan food. And I had a friend tell me that was vegan at that time. He's like, you're going to change. Your, your mindset is going to grow from there. And I just looked at him. I didn't understand it. Now, fast forward to today. I don't eat that much mock meat. I'm not against it. But my body just craves more whole foods. Right. I, like, I crave more you know, juices and, and things like that. And so it's just a process that we got to be patient with as we grow and allow our minds to reshape something that's been shaped it for me for 40 years. And some of us for, you know, shorter or longer, but just got to have patience with yourself. This is, it's not, it's not like you're just changing your shoes and you're changing something we've been doing your whole life. Exactly. Exactly. I, I love that you talked about like the, the spices, right. And, and the texture that's, that's key. Cause I had to like, you know, you grew, like you said, you've grown up with chicken steak and Turkey all your life. And they, that your, your brain has realized that this is the texture. Oh, this feels right. This mm-hmm. feels comfortable. Um, this tastes a certain way. If I season this, like the whole thing, it is shifting the whole schema in your brain around what goodness tastes like, what goodness feels like, mm-hmm. right, from a food standpoint in your mouth. And mm-hmm. 
and 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 revolutionizing that all together. I've had to really play with that. Like when I when I air fried some uh, tofu the other day, I was like, okay, what what? I was like, the texture is there, but right. I need to, I need to do something. Maybe it's the sauce that I put over it at, you know, as I'm, as I'm plating it mm-hmm. and thinking about that, like, do I use barbecue sauce this time? Or is it something, something different? Let me try some different things to figure out. Like I, I figured out that the, um, I could just have the raw kale with a little olive oil and salt and pepper. I could mm-hmm. air fry the Brussels sprouts and use the oil to kind of cook the kale. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, delicious. I was like, okay, go ahead, brother. And uh, as us for black men, the question I got the most was, where are you going to get your protein from? But check this out. Like, where do animals get their protein from? <laughs> you know, once I started understanding that, it's like we're getting our protein secondary. Animals get their protein from plants. Animals can't cro- create protein on their own. They get their protein from plants. And so once I started realizing that, I'm like, oh, let's just cut the middleman out. Like, where am I going to get my protein? I'm going to get it from plants. The same place, right. you know, animals get it from. You know, you look at you look at gorillas, like, they, you know, big and strong. They eat plants, you know. And so I, it's just rechanging the way that we have been conditioned to think about food. Like, literally conditioned. If you look deep into, you know, uh, the meat industry, if you look deep into, you know, uh, the milk industry, there's a lot of scheme behind that. Like they're, sec- they're, they're, they're subsidized. Like there's a reason you can get, you know, a McDonald's burger for, you know, a dollar ninety nine, but you can't get a salad, you know, under ten dollars. There's a reason behind that, you know. And so just understanding that, I think, really creates this want for freedom and not you decide my direction, but I'm going to decide my direction. That that freedom. It, it, exactly. And wanting to make sure you're, you're right because i can't stand I'm like why is this salad so damn expensive you know what I'm like, yeah and and thinking that it's interesting that you brought it up because that was one of the questions because i always get this like you know i try to take care of my body i try to you know uh, i've been in a number of car accidents so i'm, I'm trying to make sure that my body feels good and thinking about my protein intake and having to shift my mindset right that I don't need a dairy protein, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need a beef protein, right? Uh, I can have a pea protein or a, a, another plant-based, a hemp protein that's going to give me, right? People talk about, well, you're 50 years old and you look good. Well, I, that's because I'm making good choices about my body. I need to drink more water. I will say that every day. I need to drink more. I need to hydrate more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I think this is the, the way to go, particularly, you know, we'll talk about, you know, cognitive health, um, in another episode, but it's 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 where we have to go if we want to live more fruitful and more joyful and less painful lives. And that's yeah. the thing. If, yeah, if you get to see turnabout out in in nature, that brother is is joyful, right? <laughs> Very joyful. We're gonna close out the show, dear brother. I just want to ask you this question. You talk about your partner Samantha, right? Relationships are are, are, are big for me here on the show. Mm-hmm. Talk about what that relationship means for you as a as, as a man, how it how it allows you, how does she allow you to be the best version of yourself? Well, I guess it goes back, Charles, to like what you said, like I made a lot of mistakes, too, you know, and I'm not perfect. And uh, I, it was interesting, like I, at one point before I met Samantha, I was kind of curious, like, you know, are you going to really find the, the person for you or are you just going to you know spend your, your life? 
as it is. And I was just comfortable either way. But once I met Samantha, like she right away embraced me for me. Mm. And I feel like a lot of relationships I've been in, like I had to make some change or, you know, kind of fit into this person's, you know, square or circle. And she allowed me to be me. And so I was university counselor in 2018. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I ran a few schools. Like I have a long background in education and I just felt like my journey was different and I needed to do more when it comes to the next generation and health. And so I was like, this is not me no more. I want to quit this job and I don't have no money. I don't know what I'm going to do. Samantha looked at me one day and she was like, I got you. She basically said, like, quit your job. We will downsize our apartment. We'll do what we got to do. I got you. And me as a male, like I've worked my entire life. I always had a paycheck. That's very hard. And I, I, I denied it for so long. And I was just talking to my sister this morning and uh, at the university, I was doing so good. And right around the time that I decided to quit, I wasn't doing so well. And that helped me make that decision. I said, okay, I look back. That was the universe telling me that was the right time. So I quit the job and I'm terrified but she always made me feel comfort. And so, and I just grinded myself off and I believed in what I wanted to do. And like I said, in March, 2020, I didn't know where I was getting my next check from and where my, you know, how I was going to pay my bills and fast forward to 2022 today. Like I feel so blessed and, you know, lucky to have someone like her because she allowed me to get here. And that's all I needed my entire life is someone to allow me to find that path and allow me to go after it. You know, being black and growing up in a family that don't have resources, not having anyone to depend on, like, like we, we're used to doing this all on our own. Yeah. You know, our family don't got it. And so to have somebody to, to give me that all of you, now I got her. Wow. Yeah. Brother, that is, that is life affirming right there, you know? That is life affirming and, and thinking about your ability to self-actualize, to do the things in life that to sit in your zone of genius and to revolutionize not only yourself, right, but the people around who, who watch and listen to you who say, I want to move forward with my life in a different way, right, to put that out into the world, right, and to impact so many people. Think about that, right? This relationship that we are building, I found you because I just Googled you. Right. Think about that. Right. And look, I'm about to get a little emotional. Right. Think about your choice point. Turn up. Right. Think about your choice point that you made. Right. If you don't make that choice, I don't get a chance to Google and have this conversation with you. Right. I don't get a chance to see you. I don't get a chance to reach out to you. Right. To have this, to have my revolutionaries get to hear this conversation. Right. Your one choice point, right? At that moment, Samantha's one choice point to say, I got you, leads you to revolutionize so many people's lives, right? Man, you're gonna give me, you're gonna give me <laughs> man, brother. Like, I just, I just think about that, bro. Oh, like, that's wisdom, that's wisdom to see all that. Just, and I man, what I've been missing in life where I see what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. But I don't see all the connections. And when you see those connections, yeah. it's it's powerful. Like it's, it's po- very powerful. It's, it's powerful, brother. And you just don't know like the the impact that you can have. So, 
brother, thank you for making that choice. You know, thank you, Samantha, for saying like, hey, I got you because your work is is paramount for us as people and for us as black men to see you doing this amazing work. So revolutionaries, please go look. I'm just going to simply say Google turnip vegan. Go watch all these. I mean, like when I say beautiful videos, right, beautifully shot. Right. And the infectiousness of this brother, his voice and his joy will just you will sit there. I was like, oh, I got to go to work today. <laughs> right. Because I was encapsulated by the videos, dear brother. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your wisdom. I want to thank you for just being you as a human out in the world doing this work. So thank you for being a revolutionary. Right. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate your time. I want to say thank you to you, Charles, for what you're doing. I'm your number one fan. Uh, like you said, everything it took for this to happen is just incredible. And thank you for also allowing me to see the impact. I, I typically just go and I create, but I don't really look at the impact. So I thank you, brother. No worries, my brother. No worries. Revolutionaries, I'm, I'm, I'm excited as you, as you move along your journey to be a better version of yourself and thinking about what that means from what you're putting into your body, right? As you think about this, you can live longer, you can be stronger, you can live and think better by thinking about the choices that you make simply by the different foods that you have and the options and the communities that it builds, but also being able to get out in nature, right? And spending time in community. I hope that you're finding your way. It's spring, the ability to get out and find your way. Do that and we are here with you and we love you. And I'll talk to you soon, revolutionaries. Shout out to my producer, Seiko Varner, the woman that makes this go, my assistant and associate, Sarah. And thank you for you, revolutionaries, for listening in every week to this show and asking and answering what we think is the most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? We'll see you next time, everyone. Peace. Man, brother, I appreciate that.
brother. I appreciate that.